0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlo with 4GQ TV. And today we have a very, 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 very special guest. But before we get into her real quick, I just want to introduce the panel. We have Paul and Gregory from 4GQ TV. But our special guest today, her name is Dolya, And I'm so excited to get to talk to her because she has done many fantastic things in the world of video games and more. And Dolya, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, thank you for having me and myself. Well, where do you start? But I guess I'm an actor, you know, and, and then all the jobs, video games come out from that. And, you know, I've done many uh, acting jobs in the theater and radio, television, film. And yeah, uh, gaming is something which I f- immensely enjoy and find great fun doing it because I think I would rarely probably be cast as some of those characters in real life, <laughs> like Zarya, for instance, in Overwatch. But with the games, you get this opportunity to, to, you know, to play all sorts of types, which which is wonderful, which is, I think, what acting ideally should be about. We should try and play somebody else as well. <laughs> yeah. But what
0: got you started into acting?
1: I've trained um, in London. Kind of, I've got a classical training, Shakespeare, and all of that. Lots of voice work. Although I've started with acting in Russia, and um, so I guess the first things was it, it was theater. I did quite a bit of classical plays, and I, my kind of breakthrough was um, a West End play um, by Tom Stoppard, Rock and Roll, directed by Trevor Nunn. And, um, you know, then one thing after the other, you get an agent and you get auditions and you you venture out into other genres as well. So, um, and I also then um, do quite a bit of writing. And a few years ago, I started my own production company and I do documentaries. So I guess it's all about stories, isn't it? I have this need to tell stories in different shapes or forms, <laughs>
0: Wow, that's awesome. Documentaries, um, what, kind, what kind of documentaries have you done?
1: So I've done um, my kind of debut as a director, writer, producer, uh, is called Women's Day, and it's about it's about different type of kind of this quirky superwomen um, born, let's say, in the Soviet Union. So through my encounters with them, we kind of reveal a whole century of female experiences. And it's quite interesting because, in some ways, you know, obviously Zarya is a fiction, but Zarya is the strongest woman in the world. And, you know, Russia has this sort of culture of suffering and how do we get through it? And women are quite strong. So, you know, I was interested in that. I was interested to explore, you know, where is this kind of inheritance coming from? Um, And that took me several years to make. Um, we, We shot over two years and, you know, big research. Um, And it had a premiere at the Moscow International Film Festival and had a great festival life and awards. It was even invited to, to be screened at Harvard University just before the lockdown. Uh, so I, I was there. That was my last flight <laughs> to America, um, and I flew back on the ninth of March, ninety-nine, uh, two thousand and nineteen, and then everything got shut very quickly afterwards. So I haven't been to America since, and you know, I, I'm hoping things will start moving soon again. I mean, they have, but um, I'm not sure about how is it at the moment about foreigners coming into into the USA. Is it is it still tough? Maybe.
0: Uh-huh. I, I would say that the, that the USA is opened up a lot now. Yeah. Um, and, and there are States like um, for example, Florida and Texas that are very lenient on everything. So there's a, there still is a lot of tourism at like uh, Disney world, universal studios and, and things like that. So it's, it's been, it's been a challenge, but they've been making it, they've been making it work.
1: So hopefully I'll come soon and do a Comic-Con somewhere.
2: <laughs> yes!
1: Yes! comic Con. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. One of the Comic-Cons I was supposed to go to has been rescheduled or cancelled three times now, so yeah. Oh,
1: it's a, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I'm doing one after now, almost two years. Wales Comic-Con, but it's, you know, not far. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's easy to get there from London. But yeah, it's, yeah I, I miss it. I miss the whole... <laughs> it's
0: i know uh i know that you said that you also done theater film tv radio and i'm kind of i'm sort of interested in this because i i don't think we get a big look into you know um russia and and uk when it comes to theater but uh what is what is it like in russia uh working in a theater and what is it like in the uk working in a theater is it the same is it theater is it like because i imagine uh when i imagine russia i imagine beautiful buildings and architecture and i imagine you know just this really big fancy theater house compared to other places what what is it like
1: well it it's a very interesting question i mean both traditions are, are, are amazing you know in terms of the theater and everything in Stanislavski, i guess which is one of the basic uh, kind of approaches to many actors even now you know whether it's even hollywood actors um you know that came from i guess you know the kind of russian uh, culture at the beginning of the 20th century but it's interesting the theater in russia uh it, firstly, it's very, very popular um, Well, you know, in London, too, you know, in the UK, too. But uh, it's very much a director's theatre. It's very much, you know, going to see what's a director, what kind of a take, let's say, um, he or she will have on uh, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. So you can have at the same time 10 Romeo and Juliet's, but people are not going so... I mean, of course, they love Shakespeare, but they will go to see what has this director really done Whereas I find the British theater it's much more writers focused than actor focused. It's not so much of doing these crazy European things <laughs> on stage. It's more traditional in that sense and and um, a, a lot of the focus is on the voice uh, actually in in the British theater and maybe because of Shakespeare itself. So half of the actor's training is very much on the voice and the text and 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 really getting that um tool for you to to work. To, to, and so to me that was actually very, very helpful when it came to voice acting. Um, um, whereas, you know, yeah, Rush and, and then in Russian theater, you know, rehearsals can take months sometimes. Whereas here it's five weeks go on stage. That's it. You <laughs> know, no time. It's it's more commercial. Whereas um, you know, mm-hmm. most of the Russian theater, and until recently, all of it was state subsidized. So people had more time to explore the truth <laughs> in the mm-hmm. moment, and it, it can have its pluses and minuses. You know, because some shows can there be actors in Russia as, as as well as in let's say Bulgaria. So it's that kind of uh, same part of the same culture? They they can do. Uh, that can be part of a several shows for many, many years. So let's say on Tuesday, oh, I'm performing The Seagull and then on Friday I go off and do something else. And it stays in the repertoire for many, many years. Whereas here it's, you know, when I was in rock and roll in the West End, you had eight shows a week for, you know, five, six months. And that's all you can do. You can't, you can't do other things, but then you move on to something else. Um, so it's, the setup is very different. Also many actors in in Russia uh, are part of a certain theater. So they get a salary regardless of whether they're playing, you know, King Leo or, <laughs> or, or some, something very small or not at all something in the season. Um, so I guess there is that security. I mean, it's another question that those salaries are not amazing, but you know, some prefer to be freelancers to be able to do film or TV series, which obviously brings more money, but it's more insecure. So it's a, it's a different system. I guess, in, in many respects, although, you know, um, that there is a exchange of, of ideas always. And, 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 and you know, you have British directors going and working in Russia or shows or, you know, Russian theatre coming here as well. But I think the setup, probably that's, that's the big thing, you know, which is different. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's i mean really, i didn't know that's... what an agent was when i moved here you see mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a huge difference i was like what an agent yeah. what i'm part of an industry i thought i was doing art mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's very very different you know the kind of the business side of the things although things have probably changed there as well and but you know there isn't like i think you have hundreds of agents you might have only three and it's it's really huge you know it's a huge market but much smaller i think people that kind of go to drama academies and then kind of have careers.
2: That's interesting to me because here you can't do anything without an agent.
1: Yeah, you know, you yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting. I mean, here in the UK, we have just agents as actors, whereas in mm-hmm. America it's agent and a manager, which is yeah. an extra. Although I wish I had a manager, I wish somebody to think, <laughs> <laughs> to structure me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so from going from Theater acting and all the other stuff that you've done. How did you get cast into video games? What was your entry into uh, the video game industry as a voice actor?
1: Um, I, I mean, similar, similar in terms of audition. You know, I had I have a good agent, and you know, I was asked to come and read for you know certain parts, and and. Um, and Zaria, for instance, you know, I had to read her biography um, and, and then I was cast and I actually I wasn't even aware of how huge a video game can be before Overwatch. You know, I've done a few other games beforehand and um, it was really, you know, it opened up a whole new world to me. It was it was an amazing discovery. And what is wonderful, I think, with um, something like, let's say, Overwatch, because... You, you sort of you establish relationships with, with the directors, with the writer, with, with with the whole team, especially when you do something over time. So you know, you, you kind of it becomes one of those great um, jobs that that's last, and uh, that's you know, I like I like when something like that happens when when you you know you have a certain continuity. It's not just one you know part finished by <laughs> you know when there is a longer <laughs> life um and other other games similarly now now um, especially for radio work and and games and stuff sometimes you know i just get straight offers because people know you after after a certain time and and it's there's nothing more beautiful yesterday i was doing another game for blizzard (laughs) and oh oh and 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 you know it's the director i worked with before and it's You know, you you just, it's your second home almost and there's nothing more beautiful than that. You know, that kind of feeling that you're not constantly um, being auditioned but that you're part of something longer, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So it's really exciting then to be on a project such as big as Overwatch. And then, you know, um, you're the specific voice of a character. And that voice is irreplaceable. So, whenever they do added content or DLC yeah. or anything, they come back to you and they're like, hey, we need some more lines.
1: That, and that, and now Overwatch 2, you know, so, so it's kind of, we'll see, we'll see. Um, you know, we've been, you know, recording and, uh, and it's exciting, exciting how characters also develop and what they come up with. And, you know, and I, I sometimes think, okay. I mean, I find Zaria quite funny. I don't know about you, <laughs> but you know she's quite quirky. And for and, to start off, she was quite, you know, I'm strong and so. Yeah. But then you know, you do your lines every time, three times, and you try different things and. Uh, I can't take the whole credit for myself for Zarya being quite quirky and funny, but I think I did have a bit of an influence there, you know.
2: Yeah. You <laughs> uh, delivered so. it well, yes. <laughs> so, so
1: I think that kind of collaboration and how yeah. some, a character grows over time is also very interesting. I think in Overwatch too, there will be further, you know, developments and, and things.
0: That's awesome. I'm very excited for it. And I can't wait till it, you know, they finalize the production of it and, and get it out there. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be, hit with the fans for sure do you do you ever get comments like do you ever check social medias and get comments from fans of overwatch or any of the games that you've been in
1: yeah no i mean it was interesting that um when overwatch let's say came out and and um, as I said, I wasn't aware at all of, of the impact that, that a game can have. Or, and I think a, a week after or 10 days after, I got a song on Twitter and it said, oh, you probably get this a lot, but I wrote a song about you and Zara." I said, like, well, I never get songs with <laughs> <It's been> wonderful. <laughs> so, yes, no, I've been amazed by the art and by the... But by the creativity, I think, that the games inspire. So I've been getting, you know, posters and things. Of course, lo- you know, lots of people sort of, I mean, can you send happy birthday to my friend? Or can you do this? Or can you do that? There is a lot of that, of course, that, that happens as well. But I think, um, no, I've, I've met, and, and on Comic-Cons especially, I've, I mean, first, the other Overwatch cast, which we've sort of, became quite close over time because suddenly we were all thrown into this Overwatch family. But also the fans of the game, are, are, you know, I, I find fascinating uh, and, and the kind of whole creativity around it. Yeah. Um, in terms of Zarya, I, I had a lot of women that, you know, would come up to me and said, finally, there is a woman who is not just some sort of a sexy, tiny creature running around killing everyone, but it's a proper, <laughs> you <laughs> know, different body shape, which I think is wonderful that they've created this diverse, you know, spectrum of characters. And it's important, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I I want to, from what I know of watches, like Blizzard games, they always have a huge community around them. Uh, They always, um, like, they they always do enough with these characters that Mm they, it's huge. It's huge. I, I loved Zarya as well. Uh, was a very good character. Um, I I, I love the Balkan city, uh, yeah. as well. It was very special. Um, and besides that, like how how did it feel for you like afterwards to um, take that and then um, go investigate more into Russia, like you said.
1: Um... But it's interesting because, you know, throughout the uh, kind of Soviet history, especially when, when women were told, get out and work like men. So that, that's what I found quite interesting. You had, um, you know, stars like tractor driver star <laughs> who did an amazing job and worked day and night and everything for the people. I mean, you can see the Zarya You know, it's together we are strong for the people. Then, you know, a war veteran. So, so with those types of women, you kind of go, it's, you know, how much of manly qualities, or, or, you know, what is manly, what is feminine? There is a kind of a crossover. And that, you know, they're quite sort of strong. And there's, you know, these, these sort of, Super women in some respects that kind of work for for the nation <laughs> so you know there were these overlaps of it which I thought was quite interesting you know that, that, that you know why for instance you know you, why is somebody like Zaria representing Russia, not let's say France or south america <laughs> it, it you know it's it, it's interesting isn't it, it I mean, that's me um, i I like to um but yeah this, this idea of the strongest woman in the world it, it, it's interesting and what does it entail you should see you should see my documentary <laughs> yeah,
0: i think i will yeah. i want to watch it now for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um because especially in western culture in america I, my perception is always that um russians are very strong people very mm. um, determined to to do their things and do their work and everything else so i think that's i think that's fantastic um there's, there's some of sort the strength... of strength
1: you know sorry so interrupting you, but part of the oh, history okay. you know you have revolutions uh, then gulags starvation, civil wars uh, you know second world War, stalinist purges it's kind of constant <laughs> something that you need to fight with you know and then how do you survive and and you know all these women that i i've spent time with that they they're amazing survivors but also they have this amazing zest for life you know i will live and i will do whatever it takes you know and smile and 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 i think it's great especially i think nowadays you know i found it especially during the pandemic and things you know you need people that are inspiring and you need that kind of strength
0: (laughs) absolutely yeah so going from a character like uh from Overwatch to Age of Empires, was mm-hmm. there a big change for you? Um, did you have to, because I imagine that as a voice actor, sometimes you have to imagine yourself as the character mm-hmm. in the role. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, was of course, I think change? people, sometimes people, I think, separate voice acting from acting. But to me, that's the same thing. I can't really separate it. and. Of course, I mean, you know, whether you're doing voice acting or let's say you're doing a film, there's still certain restrictions. You know, I can't move my hands much when I <laughs> voice act because not to disturb the mic or so. But same with film, you know, sometimes you have to do a great scene in a close-up, but there is nobody, nobody in front of you. So you have to imagine things. Um, but I think voice is such a personal thing. So, so you, you do have to, Imagine you are know, that character, or be that character, in order to to sound like like that character. Um, and I, what I loved about the Age of Empires, and I think that's you know, you know, I love myths, I love legends. I mean, theater, you know, especially classics. or so, so you know, that's my really background. So, so it's wonderful to to portray you know people from that sort of world. And and um, um, I didn't have to do such a strong accent and didn't have to be such a sort of soldier, you know, Tsarina. So it's a, so it's a different, you know, d- d- different character, which is a beautiful character as well, you know. Um, I think the difference between the two games, obviously, is that with Overwatch, I had many more sessions, whereas this was more kind of one-off, but we don't know, maybe. I don't know how it works. You, you, you tell me better. Do those games develop them further? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes they'll add DLC or new content to the game. So there's always a possibility uh, with any game project that you could always probably be called back to the character, which I think is, it is like a fantastic thing that they do because once you're the voice of the character, you're almost irreplaceable. And I think that you have a very unique voice. Um, and I don't think that many people could do exactly what you do the way that you say your lines and and things like that so i think it's very if there was dlc they would have to call you back i would imagine
2: yeah and trust me the fan base notices those changes if they switch voice actors on a character that there's usually <laughs> yeah
1: they're, yeah i, just, I think <laughs> the production values are very important isn't it to do, to yeah. all those yep. games and Yep. and no. he I is. did have a question yeah. for
2: you on that. When you like, when you voice a character, do they send you a picture of what the character looks like? So well, you it's interesting. Kind of I didn't visual-
1: see Zarya, actually, at the beginning for a while. Mm. I mean, I don't know how it was with other characters. And maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe it was on purpose, because maybe it would have done something to You're me. Right. But I knew she has to be strong, and, you know. Um, so, no, I think, yeah. I th- depends. Depends on the game. Depends on yeah. the game. Sometimes... Uh, you know, it's very clear and, and, and they show you exactly what's going on. Sometimes you just sort of go in and, and, and you don't even get the lines beforehand because everything is so confidential. <laughs> um, okay.
3: I got another question about of uh, HM Empires form because I don't know Serena. Um, and I think many people that have not played the game yet uh, maybe want to know a little bit more. Can give without giving too much into the story? what she's about.
1: Well, I think she's a yeah power, powerful kind of royal leader, also connected to the Roman court. So 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 Bulgarian. So um, yeah no it, 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 so, so there is a you know lots of action <laughs> around her land. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know anymore what am I supposed to talk or not <laughs> you know sorry oh, <laughs> no no
3: it's fine it's fine
1: yeah <laughs> you see you see somebody like her I could probably play in vision but when it's designing it would be tough they don't have the muscles <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah the, uh, it is always special when you see someone built like that in my opinion like you don't come across it like often mm-hmm. uh, you don't see many people. Uh, that looked like that, but, which is amazing.
2: Um.
1: Yeah, and pink hair as well. I think with with that whole look. Yeah, the pink. Yeah, yeah. So, so the game you all play, Age of the Empires. Yeah, how how long does it take to to get to to discover all the worlds? probably <laughs> i
3: i i only played the beginning uh, which is okay. the basically the initiation of the game uh, which tells you what to do so i haven't really got into the story yet um i need to okay. get further so i i don't know oh, actually
1: Must be exciting isn't it when it comes out and what stories will develop and
3: yeah yeah actually i'm very excited yeah
2: I've started the story, and it's going to take quite a while to get through the whole story. It takes a long time to get through everything, but that's part of the immersion of it. That and and the the voice acting helps. The voice acting draws you in, so it's it's a very important
1: part of the game. Of course, of course, yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, I think it is. But I think I was surprised how how many people actually appreciate the voice actors because I thought you Mm -hmm. know there is a character then, and it isn't much. Yeah.
3: I think if you had like um, voice acting or like robots basically doing the, the stuff like that and not real uh, intonation in voices and um, oh, no like actor, it, it would be horrible. So we're yeah. very, very happy that we have voice actors that want to do this oh. work. And uh, yeah, I think.
1: Can it's, you imagine uh, robots doing all this, which is possible? I mean, I guess, but then. Yeah, where does this little quirkiness? How can they come? I don't know. Like you said yeah. early, early on,
2: it's about the stories, and I, mm. you know, it's with games and with movies and with song. Even to me, it is all about the stories—the stories being told. Yeah, and so you know that's that's big with me.
1: But what I also find interesting is the power of the character. In some ways, I find it in the games. It's even more powerful than just watching a film or. Or going to the theater because you know watching a film theater two three hours or one and a half and that's it, mm-hmm. whereas here you you can be immersed for hours every day and it's yep. hugely important I think what characters are being created out there, out there you know because they can give they can give people a voice confidence inspiration all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah
3: and and you can make multiple games of the same character like. Yes. Um, what- <laughs> <laughs> One of the best examples is Tomb Raider. That character is also so powerful um, in their own way, in his, yeah. her own way. And uh, yeah, it, it's just amazing. Like, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, no, as an actor, yeah, that's what especially fascinates me with games, I think. It's it's how, how much the character, is, all right, you know, that takes mm-hmm. power, you know, how powerful it is. And um, I think...
0: I think the as a as a voice actor and actor yourself, I think the emotion that you bring in, you know, as a human and you act out that emotion is part of that immersion that brings people into the story, into the game, because without the emotions, it would almost be like uh, just graphics on a screen. But Mm -hmm. the emotions, the voice, the, the character's personality and then the graphics and then the music, it's like one piece of art that kind of just brings you in almost like a, almost like a theatrical, you know, uh, play or uh, a movie as well. You have to have the right music at the right time. You have to have the emotion of the character and it all comes together. as one nice, beautiful piece of art. And I think that, you know, um,
1: and it's some great people working behind all of this, you know, I think this I don't know how long has the age of the empire has been developing because I've done it two years ago, you know, as an oh, I think. As a couple an, of
3: years, a yeah. couple of years. I think most Takes games a long take time. around.
1: Takes a long time. And even before they came to me, they have probably worked for a long time on storylines, on the structure. Yeah. I know Overwatch, I think it's been developed for like five years. Um, and- <laughs> So you had some great, you know, writers, you know, designers, everything there before they came to us, I think even, you know, and then it kind of, so, so it takes a long time. Yeah, it does. But I guess if you, if you get the right thing, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> has any of the, since COVID, has any of the way that you produce work or, you know, do work changed?
1: Well, it's been an interesting time, I guess. I mean, you know, as you know, everything went online. So I did lots of, rather than going to comic cons and things, I I did various talks, for for instance, and and even for charities, as far as child fund in Brazil through to the NHS in the UK. So that was nice to sort of at least keep up with the community a bit in that way. Um, It was interesting that radio... Place. I, do, I do quite a lot of BBC radio and, and drama and games. And it, it kind of kept on going because it's easier. You know, you are alone in a booth, um, you know, they can spray everything before you <laughs> and spray out everything after you. So people were able to be separated. I mean, theatre was completely dead here for a year and a half. And that was very tough on, on on many actors. I mean, films only few films could go ahead that could afford all the COVID um, extra budgets or disruptions. So it's been it's been tough on 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 many uh, actors. Now, for me, luckily, you know, I had radio plays and I had sort of the games, but also I'm developing another documentary and writing some scripts so I kind of I keep myself occupied <laughs> let me put it that way otherwise I'll go crazy I have to do something I have this energy
0: <laughs> yeah are you able to talk about your upcoming project
1: um well actually well, why not uh the one I've I've been working on is 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 on a few female gamers I've met over time so, and then different countries and so on so I think that's one of this idea is the character and, and and everything. So that's in development. Uh, so actually, yes, about this world that has opened up to me. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, yeah, a film script it, did. So yeah, we had that kind of at the moment. Also another one we are developing. So I've been busy in the kind of my own with my own projects. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And, yeah. And, yep. and, and, I gotta and,
2: say, I I love the fact that working on games has opened up your. All of a sudden, you're more interested in the society and the community of gaming. Yeah.
1: Of course, and and, and I think yeah. what amazed me is, is the sort of. Almost the kind of internationalism that those games have. You know, they're above the kind of, you know, the kind the small. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, the, and 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 how the. Yeah, the, the, the sort of, I think a lot of, you know, there could be a lot of noise about certain games in the press and, and especially the first shooter games. But also I'm interested on in the positive aspects of the industry, which actually I saw that they that actually can be a very satisfying art form, that it can mean a lot, certain characters that mean a lot to certain people, you know, helping them through depression, through all sorts of challenges in life. And, and I find that fascinating how the real and and kind of digital life crosses over in in some ways and how i guess stories can have a huge impact and probably 21st century games are more than all the other media (laughs) you know Mm
3: -hmm. i I think it also has to do with the fact that you're actually are the character and you're experiencing Mm -hmm. it in a different way than you would do with movies and other type of media so Um, it's especially
1: zarya going to few of Zaria's (laughs) Zaria's homes. <laughs> it's quite interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And 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 following a few girls over time. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I think I think that
0: it is actually an amazing project that you're working on, and I can't wait to see it. You know, come out because mm-hmm. that's something I'm definitely going to watch. I think it's very interesting that uh, also you know some of the people involved in the project are from different parts of the world, and
1: oh, I think
0: that. I think that's very important because, you know, for a long time, it almost feels like, you know, every country gets stuck in their own culture. And sometimes they forget that there, you know, there's other cultures out there. There's other um, thoughts and beliefs out there. And I think that's something that's very important for everyone to see. So I cannot wait to see your next project. I'm very excited for it.
1: Thank you. Don't you find also you meet people from... All sorts of backgrounds through similar likes in your games and characters and things. Do you find that? Don't you? Um, or not so much.
3: For us, it's a little bit different because we're podcasting and um, like we're all around the world. We, yes. we. I mean, I'm from Belgium. They're from America. Yes. Uh, that's one thing already, um, and you meet so many people. Um, it's amazing
1: and i think yeah it's it's, it's a, that's a great thing and and especially i think with covid uh, so many countries got so isolated uh, that um it's it's nice to have something that takes you outside uh, that local because <laughs> yeah. after all it yes. is a global world isn't it
0: <laughs> it is absolutely yeah <laughs> um one of the questions i had that i wanted to ask is i know that you mentioned also radio plays mm-hmm. and Maybe it's more common in the UK and, and Europe than it is in America. But um, what are, you know, many Americans probably don't realize what radio plays are. They don't mm-hmm. remember them. But what are radio plays and, and um, what so, is like the format like?
1: Essentially, a lot of radio plays usually um, have wonderful writers <laughs> writing them. Uh, especially because so much is is it's just the words, isn't it? But they're like a such like a film script, like a like a theater play. but you just listen to them, and it's very it's very, I think it's very very strong in in, in the UK. People listen to it a lot, and even you know whether you know you 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 are cooking your Sunday lunch or you, you are driving your kids to the school, uh, pe- people like to, to listen. So they even say that probably um and i'm not very good at statistics but somebody once told me that people hear more let's say bbc4 radio plays than they would see a television show um so it's quite quite big in 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 the culture here and so they they have some wonderful um Playwrights and plays, and I think with radio plays that you don't you don't need huge budgets, and you know you don't need to film <laughs> everything, or even theater. You know you don't need to stage it, and you know the building. So sometimes you can have wonderful current stories, important stories that are being told, but because they can happen so much faster on radio, and and um, are not as expensive to make. Um, they 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 happen on radio. Um, I even did a radio play as a writer <laughs> years ago, uh, a very free adaptation of Dostoevsky's the, the Gambler. So it's a sort of, was set in London amongst bankers, oligarchs, celebrities, all of that. And, and it, it was very, very enjoyable. Yeah.
0: Wow. That, that has to be like a really cool feeling, being able to write something like that too. Yeah. That, uh,
1: no, I, I like, I like, I like writing. I like um, I love people. Don't get me wrong. I really love people. I love doing theater and projects and stuff, but then also i like to have my own sometimes space and be a bit of a hermit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like combining the two. Yeah. It, it's um, radio plays also podcasts. You know, you I mean, probably, you know, you listen you have podcasts, which are also as, um, kind of as radio plays. And I, I've been doing quite a few of those as well. Um, so, yeah. Or you oh, have wow, books, you know, reading, reading books, just, you know, which is also enjoyable, <laughs> Yeah. So out of
0: theater um, and all the plays and, and different things that you've done in theater, is there a favorite play that you love to, to be in or a character in a play that you love to play as?
1: Oh, it's, it's very, for me in the theater, it's very difficult to pick up, I think, one project. Um, but there was one, again, that had a long life. You know, I see it by now, you know, I like things that they, <laughs> they have a long life, um, which was the Edinburgh Festival hit originally with it there. And it, it was called Damascus by David Gregg. And we uh, performed it then in London and, and even um, off-Broadway in New York for a month. It was Brits off-Broadway. Uh, and Canada, Moscow, and then we had a wonderful tour of the Middle East uh, as well. And in that play, I was constantly on the stage. I, I, I was this glamorous uh, transgender pianist, <laughs> uh, Christian Marxist. So basically everything and nothing. So I was a uh, kind of the main link between the audience and the action on the play. But I, I was sort of playing the piano and, and directly talking to the audience. But, but that part was... It was first. It was an amazing part. It was a great writing, and and secondly, I got to see so many countries with it, and 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 spend some time in them. Because it's one thing traveling as a tourist, but when you have to do a play, you 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 communicate with your audience, and and you get much better sense of of, of the people and the culture itself. And that was really irreplaceable experience. I think that that was one of my probably favorite ones that I I was lucky to to have with this job um yeah uh, but that part was 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 great fun too How <laughs> um, you yeah, know.
0: that that sounds exciting i the the fact that you got to travel you know mm-hmm. across the world and and be on stage constantly and engage with the audience that must have been like a really exciting feeling and to get all that mm-hmm. feedback and have the audience watch you so
2: real quick um, so when you said you did a month in New York so does it have have time to see the sights and such when you travel like that
1: did I oh well no we've of course of course I mean I love uh, you know I've been to New York before as well but you know I I, yeah, I love I love New York. It's it's a wonderful city. I think and, and so I
2: just mean in general. You said you also went to the the, the the East and and you did different areas. So you get some time to actually see the areas a little bit.
1: So what was I amazing. Think. I think we, when we did a Middle Eastern tour, this was it was just before the Arab Spring, just a year before, and and the setup was we do two shows um, and then the day after, uh, it, it was through the British Council. So the day after they would organize these experts from, you know, West and East to come together and talk about the relationships. And so, and and then we also, before the show, we always have a day of tech. So essentially as actors, we, we, we had two, three days around the, the shows in each country. So we could go and travel. So in Damascus, you know, we had two shows, we, we went in some wonderful places uh, on the day off, and, and then we went to Lebanon, uh, Jordan, um, what's the name? Oh God, Tunisia, where we were banned. <laughs> it, it, it was a very fascinating... <laughs> and finally, we even went to Ramallah, Palestine, uh, where we had to stay a whole week because of the whole kind of complications of we had to have another actor without going into details. But it was, it was fascinating to, to see those regions and, and to sort of been a play which is quite, um, which touched upon certain issues between the kind of British relationship with that region, uh, because essentially it's about the English language um, mm-hmm. teacher who goes to Damascus to sell them English language textbooks, how to to learn English. And so through that, we, we have lots of, you know, lots of things happen and develop, but it's a kind of about a cultural clash as much as about the other stories in the play. So, yeah, it, it, and, and nobody had a problem with me, you see. <laughs> they might have had a problem with the English guy kissing a Syrian and so on, but because I was this transgender uh, out, <laughs> out of this space character that it was belonging here or there or nowhere, um, I could easily kind of go across the cultures and, 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 and communicate with, with the audience. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was fascinating.
0: Um, And I know that our time is almost up, but I do have another question for you. Um, So I know that COVID has been, especially for voice acting, COVID has been challenging to some extent. Mm -hmm. And some of the voice actors that we have talked to in the past either have built their own studios or they go to like isolated studios where Mm -hmm. not a lot of people use them. So with you working on, you know, another video game project, what was that like for you? Like, do you, is it the same that you've always done it that way? Or has it changed and that you have to do it at your home?
1: Um, I mean, the, 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 you know, I had to set up some sort of a home studio but I, I prefer when I get out of the home. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the, uh, it's, it, I mean, it wasn't as busy let's let's put it that way um especially well here but then again i've had i had um i've done a couple of games in in the setup where you know literally you sort of there's nobody there apart from just one person in the other room everything is cleaned you come into this this studio and then obviously you're directed on 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 the earphones but i even i preferred that rather than just sitting at home because it's nice to sort of get out of Mm -hmm. of the space and go to this, even if it's an isolated type of a studio, um, probably, you know, mentally it's better, but I mean, yeah, it's possible to do it from home as well. But even the radio plays, you know, you would usually do them with with another actor next to you and you and you act as as if you, you know, were well, sort of maybe rehearsing a theater or you with people around you. But suddenly it all again, we were all isolated into our own rooms and looking at other actors on screen. So you're acting with a screen. I mean, we adjust what can we do, you know. But as long as there was some work, that was great, you know. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, so for All the viewers out there that are watching this uh, later on and listening to it later on, is there any advice that you would give to anyone that would want to get into theater, film, voice acting?
1: It's very difficult to give one general advice. I think it's... uh, you must do it if you're passionate about it, that's one but you really have to be passionate about it, because I think it's not an easy career, you know, it's, there are many rejections, auditions are not the, you know, the most pleasant thing on this planet, although maybe some actors love them, I don't know, I never, you know, auditions for me are the hardest thing of the job, Getting once you have the job, then it, it's a different story, so, so. I think you really must love it in order to do it, and if you love it, then you have to do it. <laughs> and and there are all sorts of different routes and ways, you know. For me, the, my path in some ways was very much going through the traditional steps. You know, you train, you do this, you do that. Um, there isn't one answer, you know. What is the best way forward for me? I mean, I think it works to kind of. Um, you know the more experience you have and the more training it it, it becomes it's better but um, yeah I think one thing for sure there isn't one single way (laughs) yeah
0: Uh, Gregory or Paul do you have any last questions
3: that was actually a question I wanted to ask
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I often also get asked how do I become a voice actor and for me as I said it before, it's almost inseparable, the two acting and voice acting, although there are maybe just voice actors. So, but but I would, you know, I would advise in that field, of course, you know, train your voice, uh, train train your musical ear. It's very important, I think, to be musical because if you were doing everything with one rhythm and on one flat line, you'll lose your audience quickly, I think. Uh, To some people, you know, I've met great voice actors whose backgrounds are more in martial arts or in dance or anything that develops your artistic, I think, sensitivities help, helps. Uh, and that's why, you know, c- certain actors have different things that works for them. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. that's, that's my grand thought of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just want to say it's been a a pleasure talking to you and and getting Mm -hmm. to know you a little bit more. And I think that the audience that we have will appreciate this and your advice and input and um, your thoughts and, you know, everything that you've done and talked about. So I want to thank you very much for coming on the show and hanging out with us. And uh, I hope in the future, when your next project drops, we can have you back on and yeah. talk about it because it sounds really exciting and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm definitely going to catch up on the other documentary that you did. I'm going to look that up and catch up on that.
1: I'm going to well, so. it on, um, I mean, in the UK, it's on Sky and on iTunes, but uh, for America, we'll see. But I might I, uh, also through my company, Taya Films, one can maybe... Uh, find it on on Vimeo. I'll ha- I'll have a little kind of release uh, separate because we we are finishing with the festival li- festival life and all of that. So yeah, I hope you'll see it.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, where can people find you?
1: Oh well, so social media you can find me. So so uh, on Instagram is Dolly D O L Y A and three underscores, <laughs> and on Twitter is D O L Y. G-A-V-A-N-S-K-I. So it's my name without A because I made a mistake when I originally created the account and I never corrected it. So, but it's, you know, if just about, you can, you, you'll you get my name just without the A. So it's Dol Gavansky. So it's funny. I don't know. Can one correct it or not?
3: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I
1: believe you can.
2: Yeah, I believe you yeah. can
1: correct it.
3: Yeah. I think if you ask them nicely, maybe they can do it for you.
1: Maybe, because I'm really, technology is not one of my strengths. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, for coming on. And and I know that, um, y- you know, your time is valuable. And you need to relax between all your other projects and everything. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun talking you, believe me. So we hope to have you on again. Um, this has been really awesome for us. So thank you very much, very, very much for coming on.
2: All yep. the best. And hopefully I'll see you at a, at a convention
1: someday here. Yes, so where when are you? You're in Belgium. Again. In Belgium. And where are you now?
3: Um in um Sydney class.
1: Oh, okay. So you're not too far from me. And and you Carlo, where are you? Oh,
0: I'm in uh, Florida by Tampa.
1: Okay. I've been I've been there ages ago. And uh, where are you? I am in Florida in Jacksonville. Okay. All right, yeah. So Florida, it's the weather it must be nice now there, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Still warm. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's the two weeks
2: of the year that it's starting to chill out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: but still, we get getting. Up here, yeah. I could, I could do with more sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: wish I could say so. <laughs> <With> more sunshine.
1: <laughs> yeah. All the best. Yeah. Thank- you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank
2: Stalia. you. It was great bye meeting bye. you.
1: Thanks love bye. bye bye